preach a sermon to you today, do I belong? Do I belong? There's a doctrine in the scriptures about adoption, being adopted into the family of God. And I think sometimes we may forget who we are or whose we are in Christ. And this morning, I want us to look at, we have been adopted into the family of God. I am a child of God. I am a Christian. I am a son of God. I'm an heir and joint heir with Christ. And, and I want us to think about not just what that means being adopted in, but what that brings with it. I was reminded of, oh, it's probably been 10 years ago by now, but some friends of ours that they worked through the process. And if you've ever gone through an adoption process, you know it can be quite entangling and bureaucratic and red tape and all those things. But they worked through a process and they adopted a little, little boy. And I thought about that many times since then. Once they adopted that little boy, guess what? When they got in the car to go to Walmart, who goes with them? The little boy. When they sit down to have dinner time, who sits at the table with them now? The little boy. When, when the little boy needs health care, he's covered under their health insurance because he has been adopted in. And it's a beautiful picture to me. And I think adoption, physical adoption here on earth is one of the greatest pictures, I think, of, of salvation, of how God adopts us in and makes us sons and daughters of himself. Adoption, the placing as a son or as a daughter. Now, theologically speaking, most theologians would just say placing as a son because in the culture of those times, the son was going to inherit all of the things and the rights of the, of the father. But I think it's all right this morning for me to say for all of us, we are sons and daughters. Somebody say amen this morning of Jesus Christ. We have been adopted in. I've got several scriptures I want to share with us this morning. Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. Is the first one. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to, here it is, adoption as sons. By Jesus Christ. What is God's plan for you? What is God's plan for all of humanity? He has predetermined that he wants to adopt us into his family. To himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted. Somebody say accepted in the beloved. I want to tell us this morning we are accepted. I do belong. You do belong to Christ. And so by being adopted, we've been adopted into some things. And here's the first point I want to make to us this morning. I hope that these little practical nuggets will help us and just remind us. Nothing super deep today, but just some reminders to us this morning. One, we have been adopted into peace. Somebody say peace. We have been adopted into peace. Look at John 14, 27 with me this morning. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Now this is Jesus speaking to us. Not as the world gives do I give to you. You see, I'm glad that the peace of God is not what the world gives. 
Because when I look at the world around me, there's no peace to be found. When I watch the news, when I see what's happening in Washington, when I see even what happens just in our state and in our community sometimes, and, and the uh, fragileness of the economy and all of these things that are around us, the kind of peace that God gives to us is beyond this world. We live in this world, but as children of God, we can be sustained by a peace that is beyond our circumstance. And there have been many Christians who have walked through fiery trials of suffering and heartache and disappointment, but yet somehow they were sustained. How were they sustained? Because they were adopted into peace. As part of our adoption, we have been adopted into peace. Who is the Prince of Peace? Jesus. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and I have been adopted into his peace, and I have that peace that can rule and reign in my life. Look with me, please, Philippians 4, 6 through 8. I thought about this, this concept of, of peace, and I thought about this concept of trying to live in peace and to remind ourselves we're adopted into peace. And I started thinking about maybe the greatest NBA player ever to live, Muggsy Bokes. No, I'm just kidding. I like Muggsy Bokes because I'm actually taller than Muggsy Bokes. But I got to think about the greatest player, and we could have a lot of debate here. And I thought, I thought until my bubble was burst. Because I'm, you know, a product of the 80s and the early 90s NBA basketball. And then I kind of dropped off away from it. And I thought Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Now, how do you guard? And I tried to think, who actually had the most success in guarding Michael Jordan? And I thought, he's, he's the all-time scorer. All-time leading scorer in NBA history. Well, I looked it up on the great Google, and I found that it's actually LeBron James. I was shocked. My bubble was burst this morning. So whichever one you want to, to root for, or whoever you think, think about how hard it would be to guard LeBron James, how difficult it would be to guard Michael Jordan on the basketball court. And sometimes in our lives, our peace it's just as difficult to guard. Sometimes we can say, I just can't take one other thing. Or the enemy comes in so many different ways and so many problems and so many trials and so many situations that we say, how do I guard my mind? How do I keep my sanity? How do I keep my peace? How can I guard these things? But the Bible tells us that we can lock the door and we have a helper who will guard our peace. Look at it right here with me in Philippians. It says, be anxious for nothing. For nothing. What should we be anxious for? What should we be stressed out about? According to Paul here in Philippians, we should be anxious for nothing. Boy, that's a strong and powerful admonition right there, isn't it? But in everything. Somebody say everything. Everything, everything by prayer and supplication. It's very difficult for me to be extremely anxious when I'm extremely prayerful. It's very difficult to, for me to be extremely stressed out when I am fervent in my prayer life with the Lord. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Can I preach right there just a minute? Can I tell you sometimes we just must find a place of prayer with the Lord. Somebody say amen. 
Sometimes we just need to realize, like David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And sometimes we just have to steal away somewhere and say, okay, Lord, I just need to pray and I need to spend some time in your presence. Let your request be made known to God. Look at verse 7. Here it is. And the peace of God, not the peace of this world, but the peace of God which surpasses, goes beyond all understanding. Here's my Michael Jordan, LeBron James part of the verse right here. Will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We have the best defender ever. We have been adopted into peace. And when your peace seems to be unraveling, when your peace seems to be undermined, when your peace seems to be assaulted, remember that Jesus Christ, the great defender, is there to guard and keep your mind and to guard and keep your peace. You see, the problem in this life is this. The problem is this. Trials and temptations will continue even after we've become Christians. Do you know that this morning? Do you know that to be true? I, I do think that sometimes people say, I'm going to give my heart and life to the Lord. And, and sometimes they go down that route because they just think it's going to change everything. And, and my life is going to be perfect and rosy. But honestly, after we give our hearts and lives to the Lord, the enemy has more to fight us about than he did before. Because he doesn't want us to serve the Lord. And so Jesus said... As long as you're in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And so in this world, there are trials and there are temptations that continue. But the solution is this. As part of my adoption, my mind. Somebody say, my mind. As part of my adoption, my mind now belongs to Christ. We've got to lean on that. In this society, in this world that we live, my mind now belongs to Christ, which means this, my mind belongs to peace. And I'm preaching to all of us this morning, I'm preaching to myself this morning, all of us, but if we're in these stages and these situations where the anxiety of life is just seemingly driving us, if I could use the expression up the wall, I'm here with love to tell us we don't have to live that way. Somebody say amen. We have the prince of peace and if your peace is undermined today before you leave this house when we have the time of altar time say Lord renew my mind make my mind peaceful in you guard and keep my mind I have been adopted to peace here's the next thing I have been adopted to I have been adopted to provision I have been adopted to provision would you look with me please Galatians 4 4 through 7 this morning but when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, Jesus, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. Here it is again, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. Can I hold that scripture for just a moment? Do I, can I tell you this morning that as believers, there is a confirmation on the inside. The Bible said that my spirit bears witness with his spirit that I am a son of God. 
And I asked you this morning, have you felt that confirmation in your life? Do you know that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you felt your spirit confirmed with the Holy Spirit, His Spirit, to say, yes, I am a child of God. If you've not had that experience, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. And you can say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and let me know that fellowship of my spirit with your spirit. And by that spirit, we cry out, Father, Abba, Father. We have been adopted in, and he is a good, good father. Look at verse 7. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, a slave of sin, a slave of the way this world lives, a slave of this culture. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. I am an heir of God through Christ. He is my provision. You see, I was adopted into peace, but I was also adopted into provision. And because of my adoption into provision, I am reminded that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. And when I look at this world around me and I think about it, I realize that my inheritance, my provision is not contingent. Upon the economy or the lifestyle of this world. A recession or a depression does not change my inheritance through Christ. The interest rates, whether they go up or whether they go down. When I have $3.50 in the bank account, I like it when they go up. Right? But when they go down, I like it if I'm having to buy something. (laughs) But those things don't matter in the economy of God. A recession, a depression, an inflation, the challenges of going to the grocery store or whatever. And I think this morning as I preach to 9 o'clock, as I preach this to 11 o'clock, I would imagine that there will be people either online or sitting here that will say, Pastor, it's tough right now. It's tough right now. I know it's tough right When you go to the gas pump, it's tough. You know what I do sometimes? I just put a little bit in. That makes a whole lot of sense, doesn't it? Because you're just going to have to go back and do it again. I did that a few years ago when it went all about 2008 or whenever and it spiked up so badly. I'm like, well, that's fine. I'm just going to do. I I picked a number, like $15. I said, that's all I'm going to put in. Well, I just have to stop more often. (laughs) But by goodness, I drew my line in the sand. (laughs) But I know it's tough. The other day, I I did that the other day driving back from Roanoke. Because I pulled into the gas tank, and the, the cheapest gas, which I always go with, the little button was messed up. And everything else was full, so I had to go to the next one up. And I thought, uh-uh, uh-uh, big boy, I'm not paying on that. So I had to push it, but I put in like $8, $10. I just get enough to get on up the interstate. But we know we feel it when we go to the gas pumps. We feel it when we walk through the grocery store. I can't believe I bought a can of sunscreen the other day to take Aaliyah to King's Dominion. And it was $10. And I told my wife, I said, this little thing of sunscreen cost me $10. And she said, yeah. (laughs) We feel it all around us. But I got to remind us today at 9 o'clock, I got to remind the folks at 11 o'clock, our provision is tied to God Almighty. Somebody say amen. He is my provision. He's my provider. And I'm adopted into him. And I'm his heir and I'm a joint heir to Christ. And when the bills come in, the provision is going to be there because I am in his family. 
And let me remind you, you are in his family. And our provision comes from the Lord. You see, the problem today is the cost of living continues to challenge us. But the solution today is my provision is in Christ. My provision is in Christ. I've been adopted to peace. I've been adopted to provision. And my final point is this. I've been adopted to a place. I have been adopted to a a place. We read some of the scripture from John chapter 14. It's a beautiful passage of scripture. And many times we just limit it to maybe funerals or, or times around that time. But it's a beautiful passage to think about John chapter 14. Jesus was telling them, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, not as the, peace not as the world gives, but my peace I give to you. Don't let your hearts be troubled. But he was also talking about, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again. And I, I can't help but realize and remind myself that I'm adopted to an eternal place in Jesus Christ. This world is not my home. As much as I enjoy living, and I do enjoy living. Does anybody else enjoy living? Three and a half of you enjoy living. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We got <laughs> as, as, as much as I enjoy living, sometimes we have hard times. Sometimes we have trials. Sometimes we get frustrated. And I'm not naive enough to realize that everybody that I'm going to encounter today doesn't always say, I have an easy road, Pastor Greg, and I, I, maybe they would say, I'm, I'm not really enjoying life right now. I'm in a struggle. I'm in a hard time. I'm in a tough patch. We must remind ourselves that we're adopted to a place that is beyond this place. We are adopted into a heavenly place, a heavenly existence. And one day, this life will be over and we will spend all of eternity in a place with Jesus Christ. The early church used to really focus on this. They, we, if you get the red hymnal out and you start flipping through and looking at the songs that we used to sing in the red hymnal, I bet we would say a large percentage of those songs focused on a place called heaven. We sang about heaven. We preached about heaven. We talked about heaven. Some of that, I believe, is, you know, 50, 70, 80 years ago, life was so much tougher in a lot of ways that a lot of people were very heavenly minded. And they said, I can't wait to get out of this world because it is so tough and I'm ready to go to heaven. I don't know what inspired it, but we used to preach about heaven and sing about heaven all the time, it seemed. But I want to remind us today that all that is real. All of that is real. Jesus is preparing a place for us. There is an eternal heaven. And we preach about and we sing about the gates of pearl, the walls of jasper, the, the beautiful crystal river, the streets of gold, the, the beautiful mansions and the throne of God and all those beautiful things. And it is a place and we've been adopted into that. But can I preach one other thing as along to all of that to celebrate? Heaven will be Heaven, because we will be like Jesus. Heaven will be perfection. Heaven will be heaven because sin will be gone. Oh, I get excited about all the beauties of heaven, but I get more excited to realize I will put off this flesh, this mortal body, and I will be given a glorified body that will not be able to sin anymore. That will be heaven. 
That will be heaven when I am grafted in to that glorious existence of all eternity. That will be heaven. I have been adopted into this place that one day I will go to all of this beauty. No more dying. No more suffering. But most importantly, no more sin. No more sin. I'm adopted into that place. But the Bible also tells us something. As I start to wrap this up this morning, I'm not just adopted to a future place. You know the Lord's Prayer, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. And then we pray for thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But right now, right here in the here and in the now, I do live in the kingdom of God. Right now, I am his son. Right now, if you know Christ, you're his son, you're his daughter. And we live in the kingdom of God right now. One day, we'll go into that eternal existence with him. But even now, being adopted in his family, we live in this world, but we're not of this world. And I'm adopted into a place that is beyond this culture. We hear so much about culture wars, don't we? I get tired of it. Does anybody else get tired of it? I mean, I, I used to be a news junkie and watch news all the time. I would go to bed watching news every night. And now I go to a place called Mayberry. That's no lie. I found a, found a whole channel. Whole channel. Barney and Otis and all those guys. And, you know, I have yet to see them have a culture war. You know, Barney gets a little hung, high strung sometimes. But no culture wars. None of the nonsense that we see in this world, just a peaceful little town called Mayberry, and everything gets wrapped back up in a nice little bow by the end of the 22-minute episode. I go to a little place called Mayberry. But can I tell you this morning, we don't live in Mayberry, but we can live in the kingdom of God. And all these things that are happening around us and all these things that happen in this world, I live in his kingdom, yes, in the future and all that glory, but I live there now. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world, and I refuse to let this world pull me down. I refuse to let this world continually frustrate me. I refuse to let this world cause me to compromise or to give up my faith. I refuse all of those things. I'm living in the kingdom of God right here and right now. And the beauty of that is I have a father, a good, good father. And his son Jesus, who sits on the right hand, who listens to me, listens for my prayer, intercedes for me. I have the Holy Spirit as a believer who dwells in me and empowers me and guides me and comforts me. And I live in the kingdom of God. And I hope you live there. I hope you live there. And if, if you say, Pastor Greg, I, I've, I've been straying away from that or I've never made my decision to live for God, and I, I want that. I want that peace that you preached about today. I want, I want to live in that provision that you, I want to live in that place that you preached about today. I want to tell you, Jesus loves you, and you can be saved. You can say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart, and you can start a new life in Jesus Christ and live in this place of adoption. One final scripture, Romans 8, 12 through 17. Therefore, brethren... We are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons. There it is again, the sons of God. 
I've been adopted into this and the Spirit now leads me as his child. For you did not receive. Here's what, here's what did not come in the adoption papers. You did not receive the spirit of bondage. Again to fear. But here's what did come in the adoption package. You received the spirit of adoption. By whom we cry out Abba Father. Somebody just say with me Father. Let's say it again Father. By the spirit of adoption we can cry out. Father, we can cry out, Abba, Father. Look at verse 16. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. We are heirs of God joint heirs with Christ. Would you stand with me this morning and as the praise team, worship team gets into place today, can we stand all over this house? And I want to start the altar call this morning as a call for salvation today. Would you bow your heads please and close your eyes and if you know the Lord as we pray, thank him for knowing him, thank him for what he means to you. Pray for somebody that might be here this morning who has not experienced this glorious adoption into the family of God. So this morning as our heads are bowed and as we stand before the Lord, I ask you, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Have your sins been forgiven? Have you received a new life in Jesus Christ? As we stand here this morning, this pastor declares to you, my words are inadequate really to declare to you, but I want to tell you, you can know Jesus as your Lord. You can have a life that is beyond this life. You can have a peace that is beyond what you've ever known, a provision, a place to live in, in the here and now, and a place for all of eternity. So I ask you today, do you know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? And if you don't, I want to tell you this altar is open for you. As we're going into this altar time right now, this altar is open. You can come forward and somebody will come and pray with you and help you pray the sinner's prayer and make sure everything's all right with you and God. You become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things pass away and all things become new. I ask you today, if the Holy Spirit is drawing you, I want to welcome you to come and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. There might be some that are standing here this morning and you heard me preach about peace. And you say, well, Pastor, my anxiety is just overwhelming me. Pastor, I just really don't have a lot of peace right now. And if that's you, I want to tell you there's no criticism coming from this pulpit. There's no, there's no condemnation from what I'm saying today. Not, not, not in the least. What I'm saying to you is you can find help in your time of need. And you can find peace through Jesus Christ who wants to help you and guard and keep your mind through him. 
Maybe you're standing here today and you say the budget has gotten tight and I just need that provision from the Lord. I'm here to tell you He is our provider. Turn it over to Him. Follow biblical principles of of giving. Let Him show you practical things and He can help you. He is still our provision. Maybe there's just another group here today that just says, you know what, I just want to rejoice because I'm living in the place of adoption. And no, life isn't perfect, but I'm living in a place of adoption. I'm living in the kingdom of God, and I know my eternity is secure, and I know I live with Christ.